This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Gutsy Hill Podcast. I have my co-host, Gina, with me. Hey, everyone. And as many of you know, um, Tristan Roney died on July. It was the 8th, and um, it was peaceful. And um, I'll do a podcast about it some other time. Now's not the time. I want to be able to talk and not cry throughout the entire time. But we had the most incredible life celebration this week. It was on July 14th. It was here at our home in this incredible park. We were surrounded by nature and bubbles and light and colors. And it was magical. Like Tristan's life celebration was just magic. And if you are interested in watching that life celebration, I'll put a link in uh, the show notes. But Tristan, we love you and we miss you and we see you everywhere. We feel you everywhere. And um, I'm so grateful that you were the catalyst for all of this. So with that being said, <laughs> let's, let's get going. I'll talk about this another time. Yeah. Um, but you guys, today we are going to, we're not, I don't want to skip a beat. I've been skipping so many beats in the past six months and my body is wrecked. And, but I don't want to skip a beat with this. I want to keep going. I want to keep educating. It's what he would have wanted. And I want people to keep feeling empowered. And I know we've skipped a few weeks of podcasts, but here we are. And today we're going to be talking about conquering cravings. And the reason why is because, you know, in the order of healing, mindset is number one, but mindset encompasses so many things. It encompasses healing around trauma, healing around triggers, reprogramming your subconscious. But another aspect of the mindset piece is figuring out the core of why we get these cravings. What is happening when our body is craving food? And so this is just another aspect of mindfulness and mindset that we want to cover today. So Gina, I'm going to have you take it away as to what we're going to cover around this topic, why it's important. And oh my gosh, you guys, Gina is like the guru when it comes to conquering cravings. And so take it away, Gina. Yeah, well, one thing that we noticed when we were hopping on the member calls um, for the membership is a lot of questions kept coming up, but with like, I really want to change the way that I'm eating and I really want to stick to some of these meal plans because everybody, get, they get meal plans and they get all these resources and knowledge and knowledge and knowledge. And we're just flooding people with all the knowledge that they need. But a lot of the time where people get stuck is sometimes a craving will come on or an emotional come on or just something that pulls you back that is not in aligned with what, how they really want to eat. Right. And so I had been seeing this for years. And so I'm like, oh, I know that. Like, mm-hmm. I know where people really need a little, not everybody, but where a lot of people need extra support. So, right. I mean, I was seeing clients for years. I became a dietitian almost 10 years ago. And for years I was giving people nutrition plans, nutrition plans, nutrition plans, and they were really struggling when cravings would come on or show up or they would always come back and say like, oh, well, I just had a really stressful week. Right. And so I totally bombed it. Or man, when I get bored at work, I just can't overcome that. I've seen a lot too. Like there is so much shame around food. We think like, oh, we're just going to change our nutrition and everything is going to change and my life is going to be better. But people don't realize the emotional triggers that comes with food Mm -hmm. and the shame around food and getting to the root as to why there's shame around food and unpacking that. Like you say, becoming your own research project and figuring out the root cause for the emotional charge around that is so huge. I know when I was in the clinic a lot and doing hair analyses, People were always so ashamed to do their follow-ups because they're like, oh, I haven't been following the food plan. 
And I even remember back then when I was like a rookie and I'm like, well, you just need to have more willpower, right? right? Me too. But that right? was me like, like projecting my trauma onto people and being like, if you don't follow it, you're going to get cancer. Right. That was, that was my emotional trauma, <laughs> but it's not about that. We yep. can't go about healing and eating healthy food from a space of stress and fear. Yep. And so how things have drastically changed in the past year, when people come in with the shame, it's just creating safe space and understanding like, no, there is something else happening. Mm-hmm. You trying to override this trigger is like trying to change the chemistry in your body. Mm-hmm. You cannot just force with willpower. We have mm-hmm. to figure out how do we change the chemistry? How do we change the charge? How do we change that stress response? You guys, there is no shame around food cravings, sugar cravings. Mm-hmm. There should be no shame. We need to take the shame yeah. out of the picture and we need to heal the response that is happening. Exactly. I'm so glad that you said that because a lot of people are like, well, why should I not shame myself? That's mm-hmm. how I'm going to keep myself from doing it. As yes. if I'm hard on myself, that's how I keep no. myself from doing it. And unfortunately, that doesn't actually trump your body's own instinct. No. So what a lot of people don't realize is like, we're looking for the next appetite suppressant or the next oh my craving gosh. suppressant. Yep. The next supplement. What mm-hmm. I see all the time is people saying, what supplement can I take or what can I do to avoid a craving? So right. they'll say like, oh, you drink water or you chew gum or you distract yourself. And those are just band-aids. That's mm-hmm. not actually getting down to the solution. Yep. Where cravings, we actually need to be grateful for them because they're your body's instinct telling you we're going to protect you for something. It's like a survival response. Like when your brain gets that interpretation that Mm -hmm. there's some sort of a stress or a threat to our survival, it's like, Hey, you're not doing well. There's a threat to your survival. Right. Let's make sure that you're well fed. Yes. So the key isn't let's give you more rules and make you feel worse about your own instincts. It's like, let's get smart here Mm -hmm. and learn how to calm our nervous system and create safety in our body. I want to add something to that because when a craving comes up and how you nailed it, it's like when a craving comes up, we're like, oh, I'm so weak. I'm so, I'm not able, like I am dysfunctional. I have this codependence with food. Do you feel the energy around that versus when you come across that craving, you're like, oh, body, we're under stress. Thank you. Thank you for telling me I need comfort right now. Thank you for telling me that I got triggered right now. Like, do you guys feel the difference in that energy? And when we can approach these triggers and these cravings from that kind of energy that is gentle and motherly, and it's a much slower, more embracing countenance then the body will respond yep, and it's going to be this beautiful spiral in the right direction. Totally. And so these are tools. These are tricks that Gina is going to tell us a little bit about today. And we're going to talk about in detail, like Gina's putting together a course called Conquering Cravings, you guys. And if you are someone who has DM'd me and said, I can't stop craving sugar. What do I do? You listen up right now. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can't let go of this, listen, I can't give up these things. All right, let's have a talk. Let's make sure we're tuning in and we are dialing into what Gina has to tell us right now. Yeah. I mean, so there are different causes of cravings. And so I love to teach people to become their own research projects so they can figure out where their cravings come from. Is it the blood sugar drop? Mm -hmm. Is it the hormone shifts? Or is it maybe an emotion that's triggering this this stress response? And a lot of people will, kind of like you said, they go head to head at war with these cravings. And I like to think of it as almost like the balloon that keeps coming up out from underwater. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to push down the craving like a balloon and it pops back up again. Right. And you push it down and then it pops back up again. Mm-hmm. And it's like constantly keeps coming up. 
And can I say something like, Mm -hmm. and I love that visual because the harder you push that balloon down underwater, the faster it's going to come up. The deeper you push it, the quicker it's going to like just pop up and like whack you in the face. We need to stop pushing, pushing, pushing and understanding why the balloon is there in the first place. Like maybe there's a way that we can actually pop the balloon where there Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be that push, pull, push, pull. Yeah. And so I love that you brought up how impactful it can be when, when we go into it with a place of love and compassion and understanding, because that's what it's really all about. So I want to give you an example of how powerful this is. Mm -hmm. So I had someone in my program, in my coaching program, and she was like, okay, I have, I have to confess to you. I have to admit that I give myself the rule every day. I say, I'm not going to eat chips when I get home from work. She said, for years, I saw different dietitians. It didn't matter how much money I paid them, mm-hmm. paid them more money, paid them more money. And they all told me, when you go home, your goal is going to be don't eat those chips. Maybe you have an alternative. You eat something different or right. whatever it is. And she's like, I am so ashamed of myself that I come home and I follow that same pattern. Why do I do that? Mm-hmm. I know what to do. I know that number one, chips are not healthy. I know that number two, they're not helping my goals. I have the knowledge. I don't need one more person to tell me Mm -hmm. chips aren't going to help you lose weight. So I asked her, I said, well, has this been going on for a long time? Like, has this been a pattern for a long time? We just did a little bit of exploration. And she said, yeah, you know, I've been doing this for years. And my husband and I, we, we weren't doing well. Our relationship wasn't doing well. We were now divorced. But for a long time, he was working really late. And when I would come home from work, I would be waiting for him to come home. And I just like, mm. I wanted to feel love and I missed him and I felt lonely oh. and our relationship wasn't good. And I started like eating chips during that time while I was really anxious waiting for him yeah. to get home. And she's like, we're not even together anymore, but it's just a habit that I developed. And now I come home and I eat those chips. And so we kind of figured it out when we really discovered like, what is it that you're really craving? Yeah. What are you deep? deep down craving. Right. And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel loved. I don't feel safety. I mm-hmm. don't, I'm, I'm actually kind of lonely. And so when we unpacked that, there was so much compassion that I was like, do That's you so think beautiful when you were with your, when you were with your husband, do you think maybe that was the only tool that you had to help support you feeling mm-hmm. lonely? Like no one wants to feel lonely. Right. Was that the only tool that you had? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I never grew up learning how to deal with right loneliness or sadness or anxiousness. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, wow. So you were actually doing what you could to love yourself and take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Like you were actually doing, you weren't actually punishing yourself like you thought you were. Right. You're actually loving on yourself. Now you're actually we- loving on yourself. Yeah. Like you guys, do you feel the shift in the energy there? And I bet the aha moment when she heard mm-hmm. that was like, Oh my gosh. Light bulb. And now she can understand it. Oh, I just got chills. Now she can understand it and she can shift it. So a lot of people will then say, okay, great. I see that I'm lonely and I don't have love. So that's where we actually, instead of me telling somebody, Mm -hmm. you need to stop eating the food, have more willpower. I teach them how to create safety and love in their body. So we, over the course of some time, we trained her how to create love and safety in her body. Amazing. She didn't need anything external to do it for her. And the craving disappeared on its own. Amazing. I love that your course is going to include like the chemical responses, like Mm -hmm. the stress, the hormones, but then also giving you tools for the safety and the love. Yeah. You know, it's not just, it's not all about like, 
taking this healing from a cerebral space. It's yeah. like, we're going to understand it cerebrally and then we're going to drop into Practice. heart spaces practice heart space healing and heal from there as well as understand the mechanism of it as well. So this is like a holistic approach to conquering cravings. Would this also be helpful for people that have like emotional eating habits or eating disorders? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah. So the question that I get is how do emotions play a role in this? And sometimes people don't even really know what's the question that they're asking. They're Mm. just like, I think there's emotions weaved in with my eating and I don't really know what that means. And so a lot of the time, if we eat when we're not hungry and we don't feel that control, Mm -hmm. there's no amount of rules or willpower that will actually change that. We have to create empowerment from the inside. And so with our emotions, whenever we eat because we're bored or we're stressed or we're sad or lonely or anxious, it's an inability to experience that emotion. Right. And sometimes we actually need to practice feeling those emotions and we can do that. Like in meditation, we can create power over mm-hmm. allowing ourselves to experience emotions that we have as humans. Right. So sometimes we can't change the fact that we're bored. And if we're always looking for the next external thing to make right. it better. And so some people will say like, so what are you telling me just to sit here bored? Like that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But actually we're humans. We go through periods of life where we might actually experience boredom. Right. We practice those emotions together. And also a lot of the time when an emotion comes on, like anxiety, we learn how to like how to disconnect from being swept away with it. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between you thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious and it's the end of the world. And like, I'm anxious and it's uncomfortable and I have to use something to make it better mm-hmm. versus creating space where you can be like, okay, there's anxiousness present today. Right. I'm a human. Like that's a part of my experience. There is anxiousness. Mm-hmm. And we can start asking, what is the most skillful and helpful way for me to support myself during this anxiousness right. versus going down a path of let me self-destruct to self-soothe mm-hmm. and make it go away. Exactly. So when it comes to our emotions, it's really fun to teach people how to find power in their emotions and not cripple and crumble from it and have to use food to numb out from the experience. And you know, what's interesting too, is we've been talking about emotions a lot over the past few months and there's so much shame around this very human experience. People are scared to feel like they're scared to admit they're anxious. They're scared to admit that they're angry. They're scared to admit that they're suppressed rage. You know, because if you are feeling all of these things, then you are, and I put in air quotes, a bad person. Right. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. I had this incredible question in the Guts Health membership. I hope I don't like slay it. One of the questions from one of the members said, I did the mindset course. I've been practicing everything. But what happens when I'm actually triggered and I feel anger? Like, should I be feeling angry? And I'm like, a hundred percent. You feel what you need to feel. Like, because that's just the energy that's coming up because you push that down for years and years and years. Yes, you're practicing the mindfulness aspect, but that doesn't mean that we shame the human aspect that you still feel. Yeah. And the fact that we created this like, nope, in order for me to heal, I have to be happy all the time. Nope. Mm-hmm. Your healing process includes anger. It mm-hmm. includes anxiety. It includes resentment. It includes rage. I can't remember where I said this, but I literally wrote a letter, a love letter to my rage and I thanked it. I said, thank you for helping me remember that I still want to keep fighting. Thank you for help reminding me that I have been dishonored in my life. 
thank you for being my compass to my soul that I need to redirect and center myself because I have strayed so far from my truth. Wow. And so part of healing is actually accepting these emotions, healing our relationship and recognizing that they're just a compass trying to direct us back to our true north. Exactly. And so I love that your course includes this and it creates a safe, loving space for all of these emotions and that you are putting the dots together between what we're eating and how we're feeling. And then how do we channel all of this energy in a way that is helpful and in a way that heals us. Exactly. If if you continue to just have a nutrition plan without that, Mm -hmm. it's kind of disempowering. It's like forcing you to not just trust your body. When you can take this step to connect with your body and learn how to trust it, you're actually tapping into your body's own power and the wisdom, and you can actually find power in your emotions yep. instead of chasing happiness and then needing something external to make it like food, to make it feel better or go away and run from it. Mm-hmm. And we're not, I just also want to be clear that we're not walking you through processing your life or your trauma. And that was another yeah. question we recently had was, how does trauma play a role in cravings? And there's so much research that shows that trauma does, it does release cortisol. The information can get stored in our cells. Trauma can absolutely play a role in cravings, but also, so it is helpful to do some kind of therapy or work to work through that trauma. But what is really amazing is you actually don't have to process the trauma to be able to get back into control over the cravings. Mm -hmm. What a lot of the time trauma comes back to needing safety in your body. And not having safety. So for example, a trauma could be when you were little, maybe food was really scarce and you didn't have a lot of money and you and all your siblings were fighting over food. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you, or food was hidden from you or taken away from you. That is a trauma. As a a kid, you're like, am I safe? Mm -hmm. And so now as an adult, you might struggle to actually have control over your food because it's this trauma response. You're like, I need safety. Do I have food? Am I well-fed? So you might be overeating or constantly thinking about food for survival. Mm -hmm. So instead of going back and processing your childhood together, we can actually just find that source and we can help you create safety in your body. I love that. That's so beautiful. So can you tell people why do diets set you up for failure? So what's really interesting is sometimes people have the stress response and then the diet is the double stress response. Mm -hmm. So sometimes let's say you find out that you do have that stress or you're afraid that you won't be fed or maybe your brain is getting some kind of information that there's a stress and then it's triggering cravings. And now you're like, oh my gosh, I'm overeating. I need to go on a diet. Well, the purpose of a diet is to give you rules that says, Mm -hmm. let's eat less than what your body needs. Let's give more restriction. Let's put you in more of a survival mode. Let's Mm -hmm. tell your body that you are less safe. Right. And then cravings intensify. Right. And we think that willpower is going to work, but what trumps it? Our body's instinct. So most people really fail at dieting because they didn't create the trust and the safety with their body first mm-hmm. so that cravings aren't taking over and creating the self-sabotage. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I always say that when it comes to healing your body, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle makeover. Because like you said, diets are so restricting and they can sometimes trigger even, like you said, more trauma responses where people 
turn it into like an eating disorder. Yep. You know, so they're actually using the diet to self-sabotage. Exactly. You know? And so going back into, nope, we are not going to beat our body into submission to heal. We're actually going to love it. Exactly. A controlling vibrational frequency creates more controlling and disarray. Yep. But a loving, gentle, joyous vibrational frequency in the body actually invites healing and wholeness and safety. And so that's what this is all about. And I actually love, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't want to take this over, but no, this is great. I love how when members join the membership and they're like, I'm going to get all this information, da, 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 da. And they're learning, learning, learning. And they're watching the classes. And then we come on the zoom calls and it's like, okay, Let's get out of our heads and into our bodies. Mm -hmm. And they start making the connection of, oh my gosh, me doing all of this data collecting from a hundred podcasts and from all of these classes, it's actually triggering them more. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we say, okay, let's integrate. Yay. Let's sit down and let's talk about the feeling in your body. Let's talk (laughs) about what is serving you and what is hurting you. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Again, diets, structure, classes, everything is like this masculine learning, heady energy, right? And so what you are trying to do with this course and what we do in the Zoom calls and the mindset part of the the order of healing course is we say, let's get into your body now and let's have your body sift through what's important for you. Like let's connect you Because remember, you're not just a floating head. There is a neck and there's a body below that. Like, are you checking in with it? Are you connecting with it? Are you in your body or are you so in your head? And so you guys, this is what it's about. This is what this Conquering Cravings course is about. It's about healing holistically, mind, body, soul, heart. It's all of it. We got to stop just thinking that our minds are going to run the show. They're not. Mm. They're going to hurt us. Diets, structure, rules, like all of that, that just creates more anxiety. That creates more agitation. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, so many people are like, oh, I I have to do that though. I hear you, Shawnique, Mm -hmm. but I have to have a diet because I don't actually trust my body. So I can't do that. And there's actually something that's not correct in that. Mm -hmm. It's actually that you're using, you don't trust your body because you're using your mind to eat. And your mind is what creates the survival mechanism. Mm -hmm. It drives the cravings, the response. So it's, it's the lizard brain. Exactly. Like we don't, we don't actually recognize we're operating from a lizard yeah. brain and not like our far more like evolved brain. And some people are like, but my life is great though. I don't have a lot of stress, but every time you wake up in the morning and you check your notifications mm-hmm. and you check your email and your kids are asking you for things and you're running out the door mm-hmm. and you have to work and you have to do is like, that is creating the stress response. And if it's not actually process throughout the day, or if you don't claim you first thing in the morning, connect to your body, of course, you're going to have stress hormones driving the show. And then by 5 PM, of course, you're going to have cravings to manage and bring down those cortisol levels. So even if you have a great life, yeah, yeah, even if you have a great life and you're happy, if you wake up and you're super busy and your body is revving off of stress hormones, Mm -hmm. it's job is to say, we need to calm these down before bed. Let's get some food to calm these down. Mm -hmm. So instead you can use different strategies to bring those stress hormones down without needing or or requiring the food food to do that. And I also love that you said that we don't have to like beat ourselves to health. Mm -hmm. And 
what is so incredible is a lot of people are very afraid to let go of that beating themselves up right. because they're afraid they won't have willpower to do it. Right. And over the years, I found the exact opposite happens and people are always surprised. They're mm -hmm. very afraid to let go yeah. and lean into that love piece. And they think, right. well, then I'll just accept myself and I'll just be the way I am forever. But the opposite actually happens when they stop keeping themselves in this shame. Shame is like mm -hmm. that glue that holds you stuck. Right. And when they start loving on themselves and understanding themselves, and love doesn't actually happen from you forcing it to happen. Right. Love happens like that example I gave you of that woman who was feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. Love was created in that moment because she understood why oh. she was doing it. If I would have from the beginning said, for self-love, love yourself, yeah. love yourself, she'd be like, oh, okay, but I don't. And right. unfortunately, we're flooded with this self-love culture that's like, if you don't love yourself, you won't heal. Mm -hmm. But love does, if you've had a toxic relationship your entire life, like let's say, you know, you have a toxic relationship with your spouse and they're mean and they're verbally abusive and they put mm -hmm. you down. And then your therapist is like, well, if you don't fall in love with them, this isn't going to work out. And right. you're like, well, shoot, God. now I have to love them. Yeah. So if you're healing a toxic relationship with yourself that's been mean and abusive for years, right. just know that it's okay that it can take time. And with better communication and understanding right. why you do what you do, love naturally develops and grows. I love that it's that love. But another aspect I want to bring into it is trust. By the time people have realized that they're ill and they're trying to heal something, they've lost a lot of trust in their body. Mm -hmm. And so it, we go into diet culture like, well, the diet's going to save me. I don't trust food. I don't trust my body with food. And what that triggers is a stress response, which actually drives up inflammation. And before you know it, people can only eat five different foods. And they're like, this is my, this is all I can do. This is my life. And the thing is, well, you've also created a trigger around that. Yep. And now you have trauma around food. Right. Of course, you're going to have that list of foods get smaller and smaller and smaller right. because you've literally stopped trusting your body and that you stopped trusting mean. your food. 100%. Right. I totally but get it. Same. I had like 10 foods that I could Me eat. Too. And as soon as I started healing the emotional yep. and the stress behind it, I was able to eat more and more foods. Same. And you guys, it really does. Like I have people say, what's more harmful if I eat this food or this food and I and I stop them. I'm like, what's more harmful is your stress right now just talking about it. Right. Because that's driving up all your stress responses and your immune response. So as soon as you eat a food, yeah, of course your body's going to tag that. Yeah. Because your body constantly thinks it's endangered all the time. So it's going to attack everything. So with this course, understanding the love aspect, understanding the trust aspect, you know, getting back in our bodies and letting our bodies co-create healing with us yes. instead of our brains delegating it to us. That's where the magic happens. That's it right I love there. That. Yeah. So co-create together. Yeah. yeah. I have goosebumps. <laughs> so, um, so you guys, where do we go from here? How do people who are stress eaters or eat when they get anxiety, when you can't change what is happening in their life? Like, how do you help people like that? Right. So sometimes like people will say, you know, I do stress to eat, but my life is my life. My work is my work. What are you going to do? Tell me to quit my work or, you know, lose my kids or whatever. My right. life is my life. Right. And so it's actually not about changing your life, but how your body responds to it. Mm -hmm. So if you are kind of like being pulled in and you're constantly getting triggered by that stress response, yeah. your body's always going to be in that fight or flight craving state. Right. So what we can do is instead of changing your external environment, we can change how you handle that stress response and we can teach you how to calm your nervous system. 
So one thing I loved was I used to have so much anxiety and I had so much to do and I was just feeling so disconnected from myself. And so at that time I took on a mentor and I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't stop working and doing all these things. And he said, I want you to be like this peaceful window washer. Mm. And I want you to think of like your hands moving fast on the outside Mm -hmm. while you are like calm and collected on the inside. So don't make yourself part of the problem. If Mm -hmm. you internally are creating this self-destruction and then you're the person who's like, I can't eat healthy because I don't have time and I'm stressed out, but you're just letting these cravings run the show and trigger you. It's like you're falling apart internally. So it was really cool. He was the first person who really opened me up to like, having a busy life, being stressed, but staying calm and collected and calming my nervous system on the inside so that I don't fall apart. I love that. It reminds me of that. Have you seen Soul? The, yeah. the Disney oh, movie. Love it. What is that hippie character's name who yeah. is like moon, wind, star dancer? It reminds me of him where he's dancing yes. on, and he's like, throwing the sign around, but he's all talking and he's like in the zone. Like you guys, you yep. got to be like moon, wind, star dancer and just like throw that sign around and just be so Zen in the middle that you're like in another galaxy and dimension. Yeah. So, so it is possible, but it just takes it practice and tools. Exactly. So I want you to think of this as if you're not, most of us have not been raised learning how to find calm and peace in our bodies and calm our nervous system. Like, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, we had to learn geometry, but nobody taught us what to do when we get stressed. So think of this as like a skill that you need to practice. And Mm -hmm. so people are like, yeah, I hear you, but I don't know how. And that's why that's why I love teaching people these skills. It's creating empowerment from the inside out. And I want you to think of if you've never played the piano a day in your life, it's like learning how to play the piano. Right. You got to practice. And it's just learning the skills and then you get better and better and better and you mess up and you learn again Mm -hmm. or, you know, learning a new hobby or a sport. So think of eating just in that way. Right. And you'll, you will learn and get good at it. Right. How are your strategies different from mindfulness and how are they the same? So I want you to think about, so some people, when they hear the words mindfulness, they're like, oh, that means that we're going to meditate, right? And like meditation is a part of it. Like to me, mindfulness is awareness. Mm -hmm. It's like being present and being aware. What I love about conquering cravings is that we bring in the science of like, how does the brain work? Mm -hmm. What is the brain's job to take over when there's an emotion to cause self-sabotage for your protection? So It brings in the concepts of mindfulness, but it's also the science behind what is the basic science of how our bodies work and what do we need to do to take back our own power? I love that. I love that so much. And I want people to, to know that we've come into this world doing, doing, doing. And I actually mentioned this in Tristan's in the talk that I did at his life celebration. So beautiful. We get so stuck in the doing that we actually forget the being. Right. So we are doing all the things by the diet, the podcast, the classes, the do, 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 do. And we actually stop being and we crave being. And so this is this is a great way to integrate the doing and connect it to the bridge of being. And so take all that doing and start practicing it as far as the energy that heals your body. Because like you were saying, like people are like, oh, well, mindfulness, are we going to meditate? And it's like, yes and no, Mm -hmm. you know, because everything that we're doing right now is we're just consuming, consuming data. We're consuming and it's actually not serving us because we're actually not healthier. Well, I also just want to interject there too, to clarify 
We're not saying that information is not no, helpful. It's so helpful. It's so helpful. It is mm-hmm. so helpful to have goals and plans and recipes yes. and science and tools. Like very helpful. There's very. a place for eating different, you know, tweaking different yep. foods and taking some things out sometimes because our bodies need it for healing. A million percent. But we can't just use that and ignore ourselves. Exactly. Because I would say, well, maybe it's only because, okay. This is just my experience because everyone that I encounter and work with, they want to be healthy, but they all have cravings. Mm -hmm. All of them. Like very few people can follow, and I put in air quotes, their diet to a T. Right. Why is that? Where's the disconnect? Because we are all learning and consuming the same information, right? Yep. So what we're just talking about is bridging the gap of all of that knowledge, all of that data. How do we integrate it in a way that is safe and is like inviting and loving to your body? Yes. And powerful. So Mm -hmm. it's not about you following the plan that we give you perfectly. We're not like you have succeeded when you can be perfect Mm -hmm. because some people are like, but what if I want to live life a little bit? So the purpose is not for you to reach perfection. The purpose is for you to be in choice Mm -hmm. with what you decide to eat, how much you're eating, where most people are at some point they're driven by this autopilot response where like they just grab a food or they can't stop eating or they overeat and they just don't have that control. Mm -hmm. So it's actually not about you reaching perfection, but it's about you being in choice of what foods do you want to eat and how much are you going to eat? Exactly. I love that so much. Gina, there are going to be some people that won't be able to do your Conquering Cravings course. For those that are listening today, what are some tools and tricks that they can learn right now and start start implementing? Yeah. So the number one thing to think about is you can't know your body by avoiding it. So even if you take five minutes in the morning, some people are busy and they're like, I don't meditate. I don't have time for all these things. But when you carve out five minutes in the morning of quiet time without anything else, nobody else, What you're doing is you're taking a stand for yourself. You're claiming me first. Mm -hmm. Me first before my notifications go off, before people are asking me of things, before I have to do's. You're like taking a stand for yourself of like, I connected with my body before my body gets used for the day. Yeah. So taking five minutes of just quiet time, maybe you do a guided meditation. I take people through different visualizations and things, but what you can do is just take five minutes with no anything and just breathe and be with your body. I love that. And you can actually just start to ask it questions. And maybe the communication might not be clear at first. You're like, I asked my body a question and I didn't get a response. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is you're actually telling your body like, hey, I'm here to develop a closer relationship with you and listen to you and get that communication better. So sometimes just sitting in your quiet in the quiet and you can just observe. You can start off with things that are easy. You can check in with your body and see like, what physical sensations am I noticing? You might actually notice like, wow, I actually have a lot of tightness in my shoulders that I was carrying every day and I didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Or you might notice like, wow, I'm actually really dehydrated and I had no idea. Or like, I'm hungry. You can start to like notice what sensations are going on in your stomach or you know, how's your energy? You can start just checking in on your body mm-hmm. and you can start asking like what emotions are present right now. And you're like, okay, there's anxiousness today. Okay. I might need to be with myself and take care of myself today so right. that I don't end up in this anxious storm that creates cravings later. Right. Or, you know, you can start checking on, on like 
what thoughts are present, what emotions are present, what sensations are present. And you can just start breathing and being with your body. And that's your way of claiming me first, my connection to my body first, and creating that relationship so that you have your body as your guide throughout the day right. and not your mind. And it's it's actually training you to keep that connection to listening to what your body's communicating with you throughout the day. So you can tell like, wait, is that actually hunger or is that a mind craving? Mm-hmm. What is my body speaking to me that it needs? And you'll learn a lot by developing that relationship. I love that. And if that is way too much free reign because you have a lot of anxiety. There are these like meditations on YouTube that can do like body scans. Would that be helpful? Yes. Like for people to start with where it's like a it's five, so like a five minute body yes. scan, or if you have the time for a 10 or a 15 yep. and just go through a body scan, like listen to YouTube because I was that person a year ago when I actually just invited me to meditate with the kids for five minutes. I almost lost my mind. <laughs> I almost yeah. started yelling being like, yep. how could you, do you not see all this stuff that I have to do. I was like freaking out. And I'm like, I have to go outside. I have to go outside. And like, there was just so much anxiety in my body. Mm. You just inviting me to slow down. I was losing it. Mm -hmm. And so if you're that person, go listen to a YouTube thing, like let it take the reins. And yes, I'm so glad that you said that because I forget how far that I've come. I I know, right? (laughs) I was totally the same. So Mm -hmm. you can start with a five minute like body scan that connects you to your body. The other thing you can do is, and and I want to encourage you to get to five minutes. And Mm -hmm. if you are anxious and you're like, I can't do it. That means that there's so much agitation in your body Mm -hmm. that you're not willing to experience. You actually need it the most. Yes. And I thought I was bad at meditating because I was like, I can't sit still. I have things to do. My mind races. Mm -hmm. That means that I needed it the most because I had the most agitation happening in my body. And then I had the most cravings. I didn't understand myself. Mm -hmm. I was very confused. But even if five minutes is intimidating... What you can do is when you notice a craving come up, you can practice it in the morning just to like practice this as a skill, or you can do it when a craving actually shows up. You take three breaths through your nose. And when you do, your breath is your connection to your body. It's your direct access. So if you're like, how do I get into my body? There's many ways to get into your body, but the easiest most affordable like Mm -hmm. technique that anyone can do is you take three breaths And what that does is it lowers your stress hormone cortisol so that you can get out of your mind that's cycling and start connecting down into your body. And slowly cravings can kind of subside and you can like hear, okay, is this hunger? What's actually happening right Mm -hmm. now? And you can think more rationally instead of in this tunnel vision craving state. So start practicing with your breath and think of it as like you're playing that instrument. You need to practice it. I love that. Is there any other tip or trick that you can share with people? Mm, Yeah. I mean, I think that the breathing is huge that you can take three breaths and really use reflection as your teacher. Like Mm -hmm. think of yourself as your own research project. I love that. We all get cravings for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I can't say like everyone needs to just do this one thing because we're all interesting, complex creatures with different emotions and patterns. And so this isn't about one answer, but it's about getting to know yourself from the inside out. And then when you know yourself, that's where you can find your medicine. I love that. Your medicine is in knowing yourself. I love that. And understanding what is it that I really need and being able to breathe and connect with your body and just understanding. Can you tell listeners more about your course when it's starting, what they're going to learn, like why they need to be there? Because there is power 
in groups. You guys, mm-hmm. there's power when you unpack together in a group setting. It's actually so beautiful. It's better than going to a seminar where someone's lecturing at you because it's more interactive and it's in- integrated more and it's very, very powerful on a cerebral level and an emotional level. So tell listeners all about your course. How many weeks is it? When is it starting? What are they going to learn? All the things. Yeah. So some of the things it, it's a three part masterclass. And so you're going to have some things that you go home and you learn about yourself. You do some observation, you come back, we're going to integrate it. We're going to practice things in our bodies together. So you feel really comfortable. And so we really dive into like why most people are using willpower and it doesn't really work, what they can use instead, how to practice some of the strategies that we talked about today about calming our nervous system, Mm -hmm. what to do in different situations if you notice that you want to eat when you're stressed or you're bored or you're anxious. Uh, So we're going to dive into all of that. Um, And so this is going to be a three-part masterclass that we're going to do. And I believe it'll be on a Tuesday. Uh, It'll be three Tuesdays, which I think will be... August 24th, August 31st, and September 7th. We'll have a whole bunch of details up on the link. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, yeah, the class will be the three-part series is a $300 investment. And what's so cool is that I'm going to teach you these skills that you can practice and then you'll have them for the rest of your life. The rest. And you can teach that to your spouse, your children. Right. Like everyone like these are skills that we should have been learning in school these are skills Mm -hmm. that our parents should have been teaching us can i just oh my gosh i'm so excited that we're entering this age where parents are starting to learn self-help skills and they're teaching it to their children they're teaching their children to check with their bodies to use their intuition to i love that like some of my clients are teaching their kids to and they use the terminology drop into their bodies yeah and like get in a heart space like these are skills we all should have learned from the beginning to help us cope. And yet we were taught that, nope, consuming information and learning times tables, which are important. Yeah. You know, like those were the important things. These are the important things. These are the life skills that are going to serve us for eternity. I am excited to share it because this is something that I just saw people struggling again and again and again for years. So Mm -hmm. if you're stuck in these cycles and you're just like, I can't get out, this is so incredibly worth it. I can't even stress. This Mm -hmm. has been the one tool that's allowed my clients to get out of these cycles of self-sabotage. It's been, it's the science with things that they can actually do. And I, I am excited to teach this because this comes straight from my signature coaching program that people are spending a lot more money to do over a long time. So we're actually pulling out the strategies straight from that program and giving it to you in this three part series. So isn't there like an, there's an early yes. sign up time. So if you guys sign up early, tell everyone the details. Yeah. So it is a $300 course, but if you sign up early, early bird before August 1st, it'll be $250 off. So you'll, or $250. So you'll get $50 off of that. I love that. And Gutsy members, you get an additional discount. So check your emails, check Zoom. Um, you guys will get an additional discount on that course. But you guys, this is definitely something you don't want to miss because this is, something I would say 99% of people suffer with or deal with. And so a skill set that will last you your entire lifetime and something that you can use. Can you imagine if teenagers were taught this? Oh my god! Instead of shaming food and going into eating disorders, they were taught to like love and respect their body and find safety and trust. But instead, what we did is we shamed, shamed, shamed even more and create, and that kind of energy creates dysfunction and imbalance and disease. And so 
that's why eating disorders are so rampant. That's Mm -hmm. why emotional eating is so rampant. That's why we have these young children with these body dysmorphia issues. And this isn't normal. It's not normal. It's common, but it's not normal. So let's Mm -hmm. figure out how to heal this. Mm -hmm. Let's use all this incredible data that we're getting from all the podcasts and the classes and let's integrate it with courses like this that Gina has created. And we do want plenty of time for support and questions and Mm -hmm. intimacy and some coaching. So we are going to cap it at 40 people. Exactly. So you guys, thank you for listening. I hope that we gave you some tools that you can implement immediately starting today as far as the breathing and you know, the med- like meditating in the morning and checking in with your body. One thing you actually recommended to members I thought was so great was taking three deep breaths before every meal that they yeah. eat. Mm-hmm. And that really helps to just like slow you down. Definitely. And like get you in your body. So yep. you guys, we hope you learned something mm-hmm. new today. Join us for that Conquering Cravings. I'm even going to be in there because I want to learn all these skills. And we'll catch you next week. Anything else before they before we hop off? I think that's it. Awesome. You guys, thanks so much. Thanks for waiting and being so patient as I've been going through this past month of just grueling uh, caretaking and holding space for Tristan as he transitioned to the next life. And I want to say thank you to the thousands upon thousands of people who have reached out, who have sent mm. love, who have who showed up at his life celebration. I I am eternally grateful for this community who have shown up so, so, so big for me and my, and my children, my beautiful children. Thank you. I don't know how I will make it up to you all. I will try my best. I will continue to tell Tristan's story because his story is so powerful and I will continue to put content and information out there to help heal this world, to heal the masses from a heart space. And I I just wanted to share too, that one of the most beautiful things at being at his celebration of life was how many people came up to me and shared with me how you and Tristan have massively impacted their lives. That like you could just feel the heart and soul in his work and in your work just come through. And, um, and you know, you were there with me that about a month ago and had this really beautiful heart to heart with Tristan. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, you know, the transition of, of me coming in and just how grateful I am to, to be a part of this and to be on this podcast. And Tristan broke down and just crying into saying like, it was was the hardest hardest thing thing he ever had to do was Mm -hmm. to step away from this podcast. Now, if you think about all of the things that Tristan has done and been through, the hardest thing was for him to step back from the podcast and how beautiful that is that he put his heart and his soul and just loves this community so much. He loved this platform (laughs) like so much. He loved teaching and he loved, um, helping people like come to their ahas and, um, he you guys he loved you all so much this was a passion project like this and if you knew Tristan his heart was just gold like he he was just a legend when it came to heart space loving and holding space for people because he wanted to do so much good by them he just wanted to serve and love and help this community this world this planet be better and so I promise I will continue to serve the way he did. I will try my best, but there's no way anyone can fill the shoes Tristan Mm -mm. like had. He was just one in a billion. So Tristan, we love you. Um, 
I miss you. I see you everywhere. <laughs> and um, just, you guys, thank you. Thank you for loving him the way we do. And we'll catch you next week. 